0: everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How are you doing this morning, Jay?
1: Great. Doing well, thank you.
0: I think for the first time in weeks, you're dry down in Los Angeles, and I'm dry up in San Francisco.
1: Yeah, yeah, but the hills are green here for the first time in probably a year. It's, uh, I hope it lasts a while.
0: You know, thank God it stopped raining, because we've got yeah. more than enough rain now. Exactly. So we got a special, actually two special guests joining us this week.
1: Yeah, we do, and that's kind of a surprise. Um, the band is Say Real. Um, I uh, came across this band, uh, uh, came across my desk. I went and looked at uh, the videos and listened to the audio, and super great sounds, really nice look, um, really cool stuff. And we thought it would be interesting to have them on this uh, this episode and and kind of talk about. You know, being a new developing band, a band is uh, is challenging on a lot of different fronts, and, and it's a whole new world out there with streaming and uh, internet radio and downloading. You know, declining and sales kind of declining. Um, so, welcome! Thanks for joining Thank our show.
2: Thanks for having us. We're happy to be here.
0: So, where are you guys so, located? Where are you guys at right that now? That was my question.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, we're in Los Angeles, uh, in Westwood. So basically UCLA campus. So it's a great name for us. Um, you know, right near the West Side. He likes to surf, and uh, and it's a great little neighborhood. We love it.
1: Yeah, based on the video that I saw, it looked like you were locals. You know, it looked yes. like there was a little Santa Monica <laughs> down there, maybe a little Venice, something like yeah. that. Yeah, Plus, China. you guys kind of have that there look.
0: There you, you go. Know? Yeah, there
1: it is. <clears throat> there it is. So, um, tell me a little bit about about the band. You guys are a three ps, right? And how did you guys get together?
3: Well, uh, <laughs> so I guess about was it ten years ago, ten year, ten or eleven yeah. years ago i I produced her first e p So my aunt June Millington has a studio in western Massachusetts, and um Naya grew up. Kind of playing music there and working with my aunt, and um, I got a call. I guess I was 22 at the time, 21 or 22. My aunt was like, "Hey, can you come out and work with this artist Naya? She wants to do an EP." So I came out and we did the the EP just just her and I, and then her brother Imani, who's in Say Real, played on the record as well. And um, we kind of just stuck together from there. I ended up playing bass in her band for a. Years on and off, and then you know, we both had different projects happening, and I was working this and that. And then about two years ago, we ended up well, was it was a two or three years ago. I
2: think three years ago, three years ago, different. I guess. Time pa- passes by very fast. We had, um, <laughs> we
3: had a gig at this place called Hotel Cafe. I'm sure you guys
1: sure, there. yeah, very much.
3: <clears throat> and um, I was just filling in at the time, I was playing in other bands, playing drums and stuff, doing other things, but I filled in uh, on bass for that gig. And then her brother was on drums, and then we had um, a guitar player, a friend of ours, come in and fill in. And then it just so happened that Randy Jackson was in the audience that night, and he was totally blown away. And he was like, like, man, what are you guys doing? Like, you guys are incredible. Like, uh, We're like, I don't know, we're just backing her up. I know he's like, well, he's like, I know that, you know, you're just here for the night. He's like, you guys really need to make this a thing. So I think
2: he literally said, because I had been working with some of his producers, co-writing and stuff, and he literally came up to me after the show and was like, you know... You're great and all, but you guys are a band, (laughs) (laughs) you know, because I think, you know, when when your sound is, um, you know, has a message behind it. And, you know, you're speaking about revolution and we're following in the footsteps of, you know, the Bob Marley's of the world. And sure, there was more than one Bob Marley. There's only one. But of course, um, when you're when you're when you're following in that trajectory, you know, you're really creating a movement and, um, I don't think the, it was, it was bigger than just my name, you know? And so, yeah. um, it was something that I had always kind of wanted to do. And so when he said that it was just kind of affirmation and, and we went through, from there and and my brother and I, um, like he said, who's in the band, we grew up in reggae music. Our, our family, um, plays in a band. And, um, so we grew up in a band, Atmosphere, and so when I got that affirmation from Randy and brought it back to the guys, that was it. And so we really well, started writing as it, you know, all together and uh, yeah, and releasing music that way with you know all of us in the in the branding. And well, let's talk about that.
1: Let's talk about that message a little bit because uh, it seems to me that uh, there never has been uh, a time that's better right now for. <laughs> your you know your message talk a little bit about that i mean do you feel like uh, people are more receptive now i mean living in the divided states of america um people are looking <laughs> <for> a little <laughs> bit of hope you know they're looking for a little bit of uh you know one one love right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. talk about yeah. that a little bit about your message
2: um you know it's interesting our our first lead single off of our ep unarmed and ready was um, called Frederick's song "Freedom," and um, we were asked to um, uh, write a song using the the words and message of Frederick Douglass uh, because you know he he spoke about things that really were timeless. <laughs> you know he spoke about things you know when he you know when he was alive in the 1800s that are still somehow relevant today, and it's almost sad to when you think about it. Um, but, but there are a lot of, um, really deep seated issues in our country that, um, not that they're, not that they're not talked about, but I think there's a broader light shine upon them now. You know, I think, you know, ever, you know, because of the history of our, of our country, you know, issues of racism, sexism, um, have always been, uh, very prominent, um, and uh but there's definitely a much brighter light shine upon those issues right now and and so for us you know like i said with with my brother and i growing up in reggae music our our stepfather is from senegal my mom my dad and my stepdad all played in a band together my mom's jewish my dad's african-american like there were always we were always exposed to these kinds of political things and his family has a really interesting story as well his um his mom is um, uh, part Filipino, and his aunt and his mom were in a rock and roll band in like the '60s. One of the first all-girl rock and roll bands. So they were, and they were Filipino, right? So they were exposed to their own to their own brand of um, to their own brand of uh, racism and sexism as well. So it's sure. something that we grew up with, and it's very it's issues that are very close to our hearts. And we're just we're just thankful that there is a, a bigger light being shined upon them now, and that that message is a little bit more. Uh, receptive to people, to a, to a pop audience, right? Cause it's not always been in pop music. It's always been in music. I think revolution has, has been a vehicle, uh, or music has been a vehicle for revolution, but I think it's much more prominent, you know, in pop culture right now because of what's happening. <laughs> awesome. let, let, me, let,
0: me, let me ask you guys kind of back to the, you know, when, when Randy Jackson saw you, um, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm curious you were you were basically a solo performer and you guys were backing and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like all right now I'm going to become a band what sort of mechanics did you have to go through i mean what challenges did you did you encounter saying all right well now I'm no longer a solo artist i'm now a band and instead of as a solo artist it's pretty much whatever i want because <laughs> it's 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 me that's it now all of a sudden you've got a band that you have to accommodate you know all of a sudden it goes from a one-person marriage to a marriage of multiple people Mm -hmm. you know did you find that a little challenging at first to to (laughs) overcome
2: to well you know uh, to to be honest um it it was a relief at first because you know especially um uh you know working with a uh, your brother, your family, Lee's my boyfriend. This is actually our nine-year anniversary today. Today.
1: Congratulations. Today. So,
2: awesome. Um, when, you ha- when, you ha- when you're working with your family um, and it's under my name and they're backing me up, there's a certain amount of uh, responsibility there. Like, I got to take care of these people and make sure we're successful. And I felt a lot of that burden um, on my shoulders for a number of years. Okay. Um, so when it was a band, at first I was, like, relieved. I was, like, oh, okay it's not just on me we're all in this together it's less pressure on the line there's a little bit less pressure like you know we all have to you know we all have to commit and really show up um, for the music and for each other in order to, to move this forward so that was the first thing that i felt was just like relief that we're all in this together you know as far as the the branding is concerned and all of our names on the contract and and all of us writing the music and so on um then yeah you're right when it came to like decision making and how what songs we put on the record and why and how it is we're branding ourselves and what shows we're doing and why and all of that um how you know time management i had a very specific idea of what i thought and that didn't always line up with um you know what everybody else thought and so it was you know it it's it's hard it's hard to negotiate at first and to really make sure that everybody's voices are heard and in our band we're not just dealing with members of the band we're dealing with family dynamics and sure. big sister little brother and boyfriend and girlfriend and you know so there's like there's all of that but um at the end of the day i think because the, the at the end of the day all we really want to do is play music and play shows you know yeah. <laughs> so like, however we can make that happen you know and make a living at that that's our greater that's our, our we all have the same you know great vision yeah and, in alignment. And so um, I think it's, we've all had to be, you know, over the last few years, become more and more open to one another and not so rigid in our idea and just be willing to try things. Cause the nice thing about um, the music business being at the state that it is, is that there's no real blueprint. You know, we're all just kind of, you know, we're all kind of flying by. Yeah, the just trying
1: to figure it and out, and right? Trying
2: to figure out what works and what works for one band might not work for another band so we're you know um we're we're really open to one another at this point and that's been how do you
1: how do you manage you know this new music business because you know you've got to manage you know your socials maybe facebook twitter instagram certainly youtube you know those types of things these are things that you can either for free or low cost you know reach your core audience grow your audience how as a as a three-piece band how do you kind of delegate responsibility who's watching over the website who's you know working to make sure that you're you know playing shows and that you're you know communicating with your base that sort of stuff how do you how do you navigate those waters Mm -hmm. do you
2: want to speak about that a little bit
3: Yeah, basically, she does it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Good answer. Your honesty is refreshing. (laughs) Just honesty. No, uh,
3: Uh. I
2: do at the end of the day make sure it gets done, but they do their part too. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the thing is, like,
3: you know, she's kind of like the social media czar. So, like, I'll be trying, you know, because trying to, like, you know, do content and stuff for uh, Instagram. And she's like, no, it's not right. It has to be this way and this way. And you have to use these (laughs) hashtags, it has to be these filters laid out in this way so I'm like you know what I'm not even gonna do
1: it like, <laughs> all right, sure. honey, It's all you.
3: <laughs> but yeah I mean basically you know we um we've kind of been doing things in phases you know as far as like where we're focusing focusing our energy for a while when we first started say real we did a ton of just actually playing music <laughs> amazing right and we kind of fell off of the social media and then once the record was done And we started to you know put it out. We had a big radio campaign. We had um, you know we were doing PR. um, We had PR. We had all that stuff. So that phase, then we were doing shows. You know, we were doing this once a week at this local place, Harvell's. We were making sure that everything we did it was Instagrammed and Facebooked. Um, We kind of had a lot
2: of videos. Did a
3: lot of videos. You know, not only music stuff, but we did a lot of like behind the scenes and funny things and kind of skit type stuff and. Try to provide um, some content for our audience that wasn't just like, here's another song or here's us singing or playing. It was like, trying to yeah. give them a little bit more of an in-depth and personal, yeah. you know, uh, look. A
1: narrative. The are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. So that's kind of, you know.
2: Part of the strategy, too, for us has been, you know, there's so much, there's so many outlets, right? You know, for, for artists, the major ones, obviously, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, right? Like you yeah. have to be on all of those, right? Um, but our strategy has really been to follow our our highest engagement and focus there. So where we get the highest engagement is on Instagram. So and we, Facebook I think. and Facebook too. But uh, but you know, for the most part, our our main focus has been Instagram and and Facebook pretty consistently. And once we kind of won at that, like we have we have a good. Um, a kind of consistency and a good flow in those in those areas where it's kind of you know it's kind of a no-brainer at this point it's not something that we have to think about as much as far as c- coming up with content and you yeah. know schedule and that kind of thing um, now that we have that kind of unlock now our next big push is going to be YouTube because we have a few videos up on YouTube but nothing to that point where it's you know kind of a no-brainer consistent a part of our routine you know so I think it's easy for artists to get all caught up in like oh my god there's all of this stuff i have to do and i have to make sure i'm on all these platforms and that's true but you as long but the but the the goal really is consistency because we're all trying to you know chase that viral video or that like hit single sure. whatever but when you really think about, okay, maybe I only have a thousand views on this video, but that's still a thousand views and that's still people commenting. So if every video or every photo I put up, I get one new fan, you know, and you have a way of capturing that person. Um, that's how you really build, um, I think, last, you know, longevity in your career. Yeah, so like the cumulative. Accumulative. Effect. Yeah. And if one goes off, then that's great. But at least in the meantime, if you're, if you've, if you have a, a system in place and a strategy going for, for each of your, um, networks, uh, I think that's good. So our strategy has been to build those networks, you know, one at a time. And then once we get into a flow, then add another one into the fold. Are are you
0: guys, um, self-managed?
2: No, we have management. Thank the Lord. Well, so, so, (laughs) you know, so
0: this brings up a couple questions around that. Um, first, you know, how did you, at what point did you sit down and go, you know what? can't do this anymore on our own. We need a manager. What, what was that moment?
2: Um, Well, we're kind of lucky in that um, before I even came, before I even came to LA six years ago now um, I was managed by uh, somebody on the East coast and she actually hooked me up with a manager out here in Los Angeles. So that's, and I was co-managed by the two of them for a while and then managed by just the woman in Los Angeles, and so I've I've luckily always had management um, before I even released my first EP. That was when I met my first manager on the East Coast. So, um, what when when say real happened? Um, our our friend Jordan, who he's known since elementary school, and who got me my first sync, I um, uh, was. Uh, you know, looking to manage, he was, it was something he was looking to do, he'd worked at VH1 for years, but he'd always wanted to be more involved in the, in the music industry, and, um, and was looking to, to, you know, branch out on his own, and do his own thing, and it just made the most sense, I don't know if you want to talk more about that, but we just kind of, it was very natural. it, It was
3: natural, but you're right, there was that moment that I, I specifically remember being like, you know, well, we need to have, we need to have someone managing us. Like, this mm-hmm. is a lot. This is like, you know, not only are now, are, are we trying to write the music, perform the music, video the music, put it out, blah blah all these things. Like my head was spinning. I'm like, we got to have someone who can like, at least just help out with like, organi- organizing what we're doing, making sure that we're staying on task, that we're all going in the same direction. And, and someone reaching out to the context, like, you know, Jordan does, he doesn't do so much um, scheduling for us. Like, she kind of does a lot of that, like telling us, like, "Look, this is what we're doing. This is this week's thing." Blah blah blah. He does a lot of like reaching out to contacts, and he organized the whole release for for Unarmed to Ready, put together the big release show that we did. Uh, you know, got and the radio really campaign on together a, on
2: a team. Yeah, that's what I was. going to Yeah, saying he, saying.
3: he focused on work on, on getting you know a team together of of some different players that are helping us get our stuff out there. So. Yeah.
1: You know? yeah. But we
3: did make that decision. You're right. It, you know, it was like at some point we we're like, we got to have someone that can help us out with this.
0: Stuff. And, and you you mentioned early on, you know, this has always been sort of a, a family affair. Um, and one of the things I've always and and that's common in in some aspects for a lot of artists, whether it's performing with family members or a family member is your first manager or something like that. But I think one of the things that that's a challenge, and I want to get your input on this, is um, are you prepared to dismiss a family member if they're not pulling their weight? You know, how hard it you know, I, I, I don't think I don't think a lot of musicians sit here and go, well. Am I ready to fire my mom as my manager? Can I actually <laughs> huh. do that? It makes sense when everything's going great, but when all of a sudden things are a little rough in your career, can you do that? Or if your brother is the drummer and guess what? As a drummer, you're just not pulling the weight. How, you know, what's that challenge of how do you separate family from business?
2: Um, I've never been able to do it, to be honest. <laughs> um, my, I think what's really, really important, um, in any working relationship, but definitely when you're working with family is identify, is being able to identify and say and be real with each other about what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are, you know? And, you know, maybe Imani's not the best at, you know, handling social media, but he, will be the first one to say, let's rehearse. Let's work on this. You know what I mean? Let's focus on the music. Let's, you know what I mean? So I think that, I think it's really important to, to, um, to, to, to be able to say that out loud, to, to know that about each other, to have that always in the forefront of your mind so that, you know, feelings of resentment don't fester or, Oh, I, I feel like I'm doing more because I'm online every day. It's like, no, like, there are certain things that each person is good at, you know what I mean? And, and, and sometimes, um, if you, if you don't know that it's really going to be easy to say, well, like he's not pulling his weight, he's out, you know, but I think if you know where each person's strengths are and you're able to uplift each other in that way and recognize what this, what, what the strengths are, then each of you are going to be able to, to, um, to pull your weight in that way and to show up in the way that you're, you know, really good at showing up in, you know, and, um, and you're going to, and you're going to foster more of that. That's been my strategy. Um, cause I can't, it's family. And not only, not only in the, in the sense of like, Oh, it's family. And, and, uh, and we just have to make family work, but like, there's a real between amongst the three of us, there is a real fiercely, you know, a fierce feeling of commitment, of devotion, of we're in this together. and I think that that's what makes bands last is when there is that commitment there. Sure. And so the fact that it's family just makes it um, just makes that commitment to to the music and to each other even stronger. Yeah, so sure. so so yeah, the strengths and the weaknesses thing has been has been something that I think we're all you know conscious of, aware of, you know, speak on um you know we all know kind of what our role is in the group and that's that's really important
0: i yeah. think
3: too, something let's... you know that's that's really important on that is when you've got let's say it was just her doing this and she was hiring people when or put a band together if one of the guys isn't pulling their way she's like ah, get out of here that doesn't give anybody a chance to really grow you mm-hmm. know it's e- it's i think it's easy to cycle through members and lose people and not go through the difficult stuff you know that allows each member to grow as an individual, and for the the, the group to grow. You know, because it, it, when things get tough, you know that's when the growth can happen, or you can just go in another direction, and you've learned whatever, but now you're on to the next thing. Yeah. You know, so I think that family and the and the the love commitment and stuff it keeps us together. You know, in a way that a lot of people don't get that opportunity to just really, you know, like. Forge in the difficult times. So it makes everyone, you know, a lot stronger.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I agree with that I think you don't really grow at all unless you have some adversity and some challenge You can't get through life sitting back and letting things happen to you As you guys know you have to go out and make things happen to you Mm -hmm. Um, Which brings me to my next point you had touched uh, briefly on on sync Um, how have you gone about the, navigating those waters, uh, getting people to consider your music for SYNC. And you know as well as I do, it wasn't that long ago when having your music in a commercial or a video game or a movie or whatever was almost kind of looked down on, and now it's such a big part of growing your audience. How have you how have you attacked SYNC?
2: Sure. Um, well, uh, a few years ago, uh, we played Bonnaroo. And somebody from BMG was in the audience. I didn't even know until like a couple of days later. <laughs> um, but uh, that um, that actually turned into something. I, the the guy who saw me from BMG ended up signing me, um, and I was working with them for two years, just writing a ton and just like getting to know different songwriters and producers in Los Angeles and in um, in Nashville.
1: Was that like a publishing deal?
2: Yeah. I, so I had a publishing deal. So that kind of, it kind of just, um, opened my eyes to that whole world, um, yeah. and kind of got the juices flowing, got me thinking, um, about different things. They didn't, uh, I wrote a lot. They didn't end up placing anything really. Most the, the placements I got, I ended up getting myself. So this was, how <laughs> I was like, why, why are you getting a cut of my music? You know, um, but it, you know, it definitely got me thinking, and 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 got a, ton, you know, got a huge library for myself, and a huge network of artists and producers and and other songwriters. So that was great. And um, you know, since uh, say real, especially with Jordan coming from VH1, uh, that was you know his job before managing us. And then uh,
3: before that, he was a voiceover agent. Yes. So he's very used to like dealing, okay. with thinking and.
1: Stealing a talent. talent.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um. It was just a very natural route for us to go, and we actually just found out this last weekend. Um, our music is going to be licensed in eleven different shows coming up um, over the next. Wow. That's great.
3: Congratulations. Um, And that was a that was a direct result of Jordan. Yeah. Reaching out to various. uh, Like supervisors.
0: yeah
2: yeah yeah. and this was a a licensing company that we were working with and and he got on the on the line with us and was like so you're never gonna believe it but this is what i got for you (laughs) wow that's Um, good so that's what you know that is one of the reasons why having you know a manager who is is focused on bigger picture stuff putting the team you know adding people to the team who can bring things to the table is really important and that's something jordan did for us and i think to to see where it goes
3: to to touch on what you said about you know whatever with BMG, I know you were working with them, they didn't place anything, but having made all of those different contacts with these writers and, mm-hmm. and people who are working with publishing companies and licensing companies and stuff like that, you got yourself into a network of people where she still goes out and writes songs with people right. that aren't in the That's band. great nothing to do so she's out there writing and doing stuff keeping yourself active in that community and working working
2: that muscle too i think is so even if you don't end up you know necessarily using the songs you co-write for your own artist thing it's so important i get into a a
1: better writer
2: and it's it's so easy for me to come up with lyrics you know what i mean they're playing when they're playing music (laughs) i come up with melodies and lyrics like that and so i think it's important just to keep to keep working that muscle and and you never know i mean i have thankfully i have a lot of artists who are who are um uh you know signed to different publishing deals and licensing deals and luckily we're in one that's non exclusive so when i get something you know if something gets placed with another right co-write um you know that through their company i they they're not taking a piece of it i get my whole cut you know so kind of a nice little, little strategy we're working right now
1: yeah that's nice that's smart. Uh,
2: let, let, let
0: me ask you guys, what do you find is the most difficult or confusing thing to deal with in this new music business?
2: How to spend your time.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and, time and, and management. Time
2: management. Time
0: management.
2: Yeah. yeah. Really. I mean, how to, how to spend your time, how to prioritize. It's tough. We just went through, you know, since we, we released Unarmed and Ready um, last April And so, you know, we were working that record for a while. And then, you know, of course, meanwhile, we're writing all these songs and we're ready to get the new thing out. So trying to figure out how to do it. Are we going to be self-produced? Is somebody else going to produce it? How are we going to record it? Where are we going to record it? Or is it better to be focusing more on video content and putting yourself out there in that way and just doing single? Do we want to do a single? Do we want to do a full record? I mean, it's like it's insane trying to figure out how best how to work smarter you know not harder um and uh and there's so many different things that artists do nowadays we do everything so you know from you know the the songwriting process to the recording process producing process and social media and video and editing and all of that i mean we can we can literally do it all and it's and it's and it's right uh, and as
1: you said there's no right way or wrong way exactly. people are being successful doing this several different ways
2: exactly. so
1: what works for one artist may not particularly work for you so you can kind of blaze your own path
2: exactly yeah so that's i think that's been the toughest thing for us and you know our my uh, definitely at least my strategy and what i've encouraged you know imani and lee to to do as well is like is just follow your inspiration you know if i'm feeling really inspired to be in the studio and to write and do all of that, then I'm there. Um, if I'm feeling more inspired to like be on social media and connect with fans, then I'm there. If I'm feeling more inspired to do a bunch of videos and put them out, then I'm there. And so the, the tough thing about that is again, staying consistent across all platforms, because sometimes when I'm in the studio, I don't want to be connecting with the outside world, but the outside world is still happening. So I have to figure out a way to do it, you know? Um, so I think that's, uh, is, is that is that
0: is that where a manager's been helpful to kind of steer you through those waters and give you Absolutely. advice and consultations
2: yeah jordan definitely keeps us on track you know keeps us focused uh, on he tries yeah he tries <laughs> <laughs> um yeah he you know, just even just yesterday, he's like, Hey, so, um, where's the Instagram post since the last show last weekend? You know what I mean? I'm like, Oh yeah, I know I'm on it. Don't worry. You know? (laughs) Um, but I think that, uh, yeah, having, having the right manager, having the right team in place, luckily too, we, um, just recently have a, have a couple of, um, interns working for us. So they're working with us once a week, helping us to, you know, stay on top of our social media game and our content game and all of that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's 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 not easy, and and but but following following your bliss, following your inspiration is is important. And with that being said, not losing sight of the logistical things that make you sure. run as a band and successful as a band is is you know is the hardest part, and also what's gonna again uh, keep you in business. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's it's great that you have the unit that you have and also have a manager that you can trust. And I think sometimes it's helpful, and you may already have this, to find those Uber fans, to find those people who are coming to all of your shows, that are responding to all of your posts, and enlist them as your <clears throat> unpaid street team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael and I have seen that happen with some of the biggest bands in the country, where they reach out and they grab these Uber fans because nobody has the passion and knows – their you know their music and their goals and their direction better than the band manager and then those you know super uber fans do you have any any fans that kind of help you out at uh shows or reposting or you know any of that
2: yeah well we the we found these interns literally um so this this one girl marissa is her name um Bef- like five years ago or something saw us playing on the promenade and um she was living in san francisco at the time and going to school up there and um came down saw us was just so inspired by you know the music on the street and what we were about and our message and watched. that was before i was on the voice so kind of watched this whole progression of like Naya on the street with her boyfriend and her brother and then she's on the voice and then they're starting this band and so she had seen that whole progression um, and it was part of what inspired her to to move down to um, this area and go to school here Um, and so it was funny um, a couple months ago I think in the fall my brother and I went back to the promenade after I hadn't been out there in like a couple of years, just kind of for fun (laughs) (laughs) uh, for people
1: listening. It's the the third street promenade in Santa Monica, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yes. Third street promenade in Santa Monica. And I hadn't been out in a couple of years. I hadn't played there, but just decided to go. Me and Imani did. And there's Marissa. And there's this, so I'm, I'm out there and she comes up with her sister and she's singing every, all the words. Right. And I'm in my head. I'm like, you know i had just started this thing of having putting out a volunteer sign up sheet at all the shows that we play and and i see these these girls singing along with every word and i'm like you know i bet i should say on the mic that we have a volunteer sign up sheet you know cuz just, just just curious you know <laughs> to see if yeah. she would and she t- as soon as i said it she came up she volunteered and i was so impressed by her when we were in when we were emailing not only did she email you know how much she loved us and you know all of that her story about moving uh, us inspiring her part of being part of the inspiration for moving down here she was like this is when i'm available on these days at these times this is what i can help with like she was just so on it and i was like yeah amazing i hope to hire her at some point really you know
3: yeah and the the fact that she's young too really Mm -hmm. helps because you know i mean, not like we're like old or anything but, like, I come from a time when, like, I was in a band and, like, we played music and put posters up at Starbucks sure. and, like, did yeah. CDs. Yeah. You know, yeah. so for her, she's, what, like, 18?
2: No, no, no. They're, like, 21, 20 22.
3: Yeah. So, yeah. so she she came up in a time where, like, she like, just you know. does social networking anyway. Yeah.
2: That's like, where, she like,
3: yeah. where she <laughs> exists.
1: Yeah. Sure. She grew up in that world. Yeah. yeah.
3: So it's really helpful to have, to have her and other volunteers who are of that of that age group and who are so already active on social media because she's built right in yeah you know she does great posts you know she'll she has come. an eye she knows yeah. how to
2: hashtag everything
3: photographs and hashtagging all that stuff she's really great at
2: it. and it makes awesome. and, and she feels really good about doing it you know and um she enlisted her roommate and so now they're always together and 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 it and it and, it, and it's something she they're both interested in pr and marketing and and all of that and so it gives her a platform to um, To learn the business and reach out to contacts, we just had her at a meeting. We just had both of them at a meeting last night, getting to know different producers and A and R folks and things like that. And so, um, it's good. You know, we don't. It's not like we're just trying to take advantage. We want to give.
1: Of you know, course. Our fans yeah.
2: Who are that. Who are yeah. That invested in us and want to see us do well. We want to see them do well too. You know. So we want it to be um, a relationship where there's a give and take on both sides and. Um, I think if you can, if you can do that and you can, you know, it's not just about going and getting anybody, cause I've had other volunteers sign up before that I decided not to work with, you know, but when you find the right ones, um, where there is a give and take on both sides and, um, where, where they're bringing something fresh to the table, they're always, they're so cute in meetings. They're still raising their hands, like, <laughs> not, you know, but they right. always offer something great, you know, um. So yeah. I think that I think that it's a it's a really great platform and and as long as you're not taking advantage and you're and you're offering something to those people as well, um, yeah. it's it's awesome. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, that, that's awesome. I mean, what so what's next for Say Real? W- 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 where are you guys going?
2: Singles. Yeah. Singles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. We've been kind yeah. of in a
3: phase again. Um, I say the last couple of months we've really been like. You know, in the studio, whether it's all three of us or just one of us, we're working, we're writing new stuff, we're making demos. And, you know, we're, we're trying to go uh, a little bit less solo at this point, as far as like, you know, the last record we did, you know, we wrote the whole thing, uh, you know, in-house. We recorded all of it, you know, produced it together. I recorded and mixed it, you know, so we did the whole thing ourselves, put it out ourselves with Jordan's help. Um, sure so on these this next kind of trajectory we're writing a bunch of stuff we're trying to find some producers to help us just to get an outside perspective and bring it to that next level sonically yeah. um and then working with uh you know a and r we're you know in, in the process of you know potentially signing a deal with someone who's going to help us uh you know as far as like just getting it out on a on a bigger scale than
1: sure to grow what, your just audience
3: just by ourselves mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah we're going to we're yeah. going to be working um soundcloud for sure for the first mm-hmm. like up to this point we've just put it up it's been like one of those things kind of back burner you know instagram sure. and our main things but um this next phase is going to be a soundcloud and youtube yeah adding it adding those elements into our yeah. into our social game um yeah. so we, so we'll have um, a team working that and um and the nice thing about doing singles we're going to start releasing singles monthly starting next month with with wow. a remix of our of our um one of our favorite songs of our last record sisters and it's just kind of perfect march being women's history month the women's That's March great. happened and we were involved in that and it just feels like the right time i'm a very big champion of women's rights um so we're really excited about this remix coming out and uh, and the nice thing about about doing singles is a talk about that consistency game, you know, you yeah. always have something to put out, you always have something fresh to talk about. Keep the communication going. Keep the communication going. There's always, you know, a reason to do an interview, you know, there's always a yeah. reason for a write-up, that kind of thing. And um we don't have to like commit it. to any one direction right now. So there's a possibility of a distribution yeah. deal, there's a possibility of going to college radio, there's a possibility of a college tour and we don't have to any one yeah. of those things are possible at this point.
1: I like that. I think so, that makes a lot of sense. I think that's yeah, great. Where, yeah. where can people find you? If, if people watching and listening want to dig a little bit deeper and explore Stay Real, where should they go?
2: So, yes, we are Stay Real. It's one word, S-A-Y-R-E-A-L. Um, StayRealMusic.com has links to all of our um, pages from Facebook to YouTube, to Twitter and Instagram and SoundCloud, as well as iTunes, Spotify links, et cetera. So you can stream our music. Um, and then if you wanna go direct to one of our social networks, you can um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Music. Um, or facebook.com slash say real music. We tried to make it as easy as possible. But yeah, yeah you just go to our website um, You can you can uh, find us there and then also um, We have a mailing list where you get some free music if you sign up and the links to that is on our website as well and
3: um, yeah. and a note about those those are songs that you cannot listen to on Spotify or true. iTunes. Oh, awesome Exclusive, on, Exclusive the on the mailing list stuff that we well-played have- <laughs>
1: uh, Yeah <laughs> Nice. Well, listen, I think you guys have a wonderful sound. You've got a great look. I wish you nothing but success and hopefully we'll have you on the show a little bit later and you can tell us uh, how you took the world by storm.
2: (laughs) Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks Thanks so much, you
1: guys. guys. We really appreciate it.
0: You know, it's always fun and and refreshing to talk to a young band. Yeah. You know, even though they've got like 10 years history, they're still young. You know, a band that's still trying to trying to break basically yeah, you know mm-hmm. what are your challenges how are you doing it and you know it's just how is this new new music industry working for them
1: right and you know a lot of people have different paths i get that but i think their path is a smart path um, i like the way that they attack socials and sync and their live shows, and you know all of the different platforms that are available. And and I like what they talked about of putting out a single per month. Um, I wish some of my favorite bands would put out a single each month. You know, it keeps that communication going and just keeps you in the front of their uh, of your mind. And um, they do have a very unique look and a very unique sound. Um, and uh, I, I really like the tactics that they're using.
0: Yeah. 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 Super cool. All right, so um, that's it for this week, music biz, right. music biz weekly podcast. We'll see you next week.